Hello. Hello. Welcome to Miss Straight Shooters podcast for the first time, Rebecca. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, everybody, I want to do an introduction. This is Rebecca Rasmussen, who is Palma Rasmussen's daughter. The reason why I had asked her if she would be so kind to come onto the podcast is because a lot of times we will hear from the person with a disability. But I also feel like that it's important to hear the perspectives and how a child growing up into adulthood, how they look at the fact of having a parent or parents with a disability. So we can add more of a, 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 a circumference of hearing different voices and hearing what it feels like from a child's perspective into adulthood. So Rebecca is an exceptional student educational co-teacher. Um, and if Rebecca wants to talk more about that, that's okay as well. And this podcast is Knowledge is Power and Love is Freeing. So Rebecca, if you're ready or if you'd like to say something before I go straight into the questions, please help yourself. Rebecca? Hello? 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 Hi, Rebecca. It did it again. I don't know. Can you hear me now? It's like one of those commercials. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I kept saying, hello, hello. I know we were it's amazing because <laughs> looking at the bars, everything is five bars. Everything is filled up. But you know what? One thing I'm not is not a tech guru. So <laughs> I apologize for that. I don't know if it was, if you felt it on your end, if you were talking to me and I hear you. I know I kept saying hello. I don't know what it is. But what I did, Rebecca, is... um. I did your introduction and I also, you know, put forth what this podcast is all about as far as knowledge is power and love is freeing. Um, and so I was asking you if you would like to say anything uh, before we actually go into the questions or I don't know, you might want to save it at the end after all the questions. What would you like to do? Rebecca? Rebecca? Hello, 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 hello. Okay, it did it again. Okay. Hello? How about this? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, all right. So how about if we just go right into the questions and yes. then you want it to say something afterwards, you feel free to do that. Does that work for you? That works for me. Our outstanding. Okay, we're going to take this audience from a childhood perspective is where Rebecca's going to come from. So Rebecca, your first question. As a child, what were your initial thoughts and feelings about your mother's disability? Rebecca? 
Can you hear me? Yes, I can. It went out again. Okay. Um, there, there were no real feelings um, about my mom's disability. She was just mom. That was just who she was. It wasn't, I didn't look at her any differently than anybody else would look at their mom. You know, and until 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 I reached you know the age to actually go into school, and what age would that be? Around six, I believe, five six. Okay. Would you care to share those feelings? Um. Yeah, I can. Um, it, there was a lot of misunderstandings. Children sometimes can be. Um, not necessarily cruel. I want. I don't want to use the word cruel, but they can misunderstand certain things because adults don't know how to explain things that they don't know anything about. So, if an example would be, my mom was always in in and out of the hospital when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, so I got bullied a lot um, in school for. Well, your mom's going to die. She's just going to drop dead. And of course, kids don't necessarily come up with those things by themselves. Um, they hear it from adults and most time, like I said before, the adults are misguided into what the actual situation is. So of course me being a young child myself coming home and not wanting to go to school because I didn't want to hear, you know, your mom's just going to drop dead, you know, every single day. It was just, it, it started to become an issue. And then my parents started to notice it. My mom had asked me she was like so what's going on because obviously you're you're telling me you don't want to go to school anymore and you still and you love school and we she came up with this idea of the just because party and it was what the title basically suggests a just because she invited everybody over and the parents and everything else like that and when you said Sorry, Rebecca, when you say invited over, are you talking about to your home? Or yes, they were invited to our home. Um, so they were able to see mom in her wheelchair. They were, they were, they were seeing she was very much quite alive um, and not any way, you know, on her way out, um, as some would say it. Um, she, the kids got to ride the back of the wheelchair like my, me and my brother usually did when we were younger. Uh, playing like, um, you know, postman and garbage guy on the back of mom's wheelchair. They all got educated without knowing that they were being educated on what was actually the situation uh, of why she was going in and out of the hospital a lot. And, you know, the bullying stopped for that. Well, that's great because that does lead me into, and you kind of started it off going into that, to your social interactions. So what you're saying, that party, just because um, your mom, and actually, Rebecca, even you, even you, taking part in this was educational. And so people, whether it was the adults, as you stated, with a lack of knowledge and maybe the inability or maybe not the inability, just not wanting to know as far as the education medically in regarding your mom.
So like yeah. you said, you felt like that the, 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 the adults were the one who was doing more of the talking aspect of it, and the children just took that and carried it with them. Well, children are usually, they, they follow what adults do. They mimic right. whatever adults do. And, you know, whatever conversations, even when you're thinking that you're not, they're not listening, they are listening. Right. They have ears. Right. <laughs> so we remember when we were kids, we used to put our ears up against the wall. Yeah, I used yeah. to do that all the time, too. So I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. That's right. That's right. So, I guess so it's, it's no different than anything else. But, you know, they do come away with certain things that people say. You know, obviously, if, you know, parents are talking about a fellow classmate's mom going in and out of the hospital, maybe she's not doing well, maybe she's, maybe she's, you know, dying or anything, and they're trying to comfort their child in a way that maybe, you know, your, your friend, your per the person in your classroom may be having a parent that may be going soon, um, but it also is 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 kind of um, I don't know how to say it. It's kind of kind of like the burning two ends of a candle kind of a thing, mm -hmm. where it's it, they're trying to cope it cope with it themselves because they don't know how to explain it. Right. Um, but they also don't understand it to explain it to the extent that it needs to ex be explained. Probably not the best way that I said that, but yeah. I, but <laughs> I understand what you mean. And, um, and sometimes I think even with um, other people who have disabilities, they can understand what you're saying because it's not abnormal. Um, you know, one of the things that you mentioned was the word bullying. Yeah. That has been around for a long, long time. It has. And um, that word bullying has uh, such of an impact on people's lives. But you said after this social interaction that your mom did with that party, the bullying, it did education. Is that correct? Yes, it, it, it stopped because they realized that she's not dying. Right, you know, and it and it eased me because it, at one point I did think she was going to because saying those things on a repeat, I'm going, you know, as a child, having her going in and out of the hospital constantly, you know, what if she is? It makes you think. So right. therefore, now it affected me as well. But at the point where when we had the party. Like I said, it was just to educate, but they didn't know that they were being educated on that. And it was it became fun for the kids. And it was also kind of like, you know, maybe ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to go up to somebody and ask questions. You know, I love that, Rebecca, because this really does lead me into learning and adapting. Yes. And when you talk about, you know, it's okay. Like a lot of times people don't feel like, you know, will I offend somebody if I ask them a question? Well, it's no different than somebody asking, you know, hey, hey what color is that on your hair? What, you know, I like that color on your hair than anything else. It doesn't have the understanding of a person with a disability or realize that it is just a person, but they do have a disability they don't know how to approach that. And no, they yeah, don't. You're right. So I think it's just that 
interaction alone. So with your learning and adapting, so what you're saying is, is that helped you with the bullying? Because, and, you know, and, and you learned, not only did the kids learn, but you also learned something. The parents, everybody learned something. So that would be you. Let's look at the room, how the room was. So in the room was your mom. Yes. There was you. Yes. There was a parent. And there was and their children. Was there any teachers there? The uh, I think two of my teachers were there, yes. Okay, so then there's teachers there. So that's five different circumferences that what your mom did actually led to where five different groups of people were being educated. Yes, because the teachers were having to be educated in a way to deal with situations in the classroom and how to approach that situation bullying-wise in the classroom. The parents were being educated in more ways than one than they realized right. about not talking about people behind their back um, and also understanding the differences between their own lives and the lives that my family was living. It was no different from there. The only difference was is that one is sitting in a chair and the others were able to walk. I love it. I love it. I'm sitting here trying to be so calm and I'm like, yes, yes. And why do I say that as a person with a disability myself? I'm like, yes, yes. That is awesome. That is awesome. Okay, so going from there, sorry, Rebecca, I got a little bit <laughs> for a minute. Um, I, I uh, So when you talk about challenges and triumphs and, you know, some of the challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them, what would be the one thing, I'm going to make it difficult for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> what, what would be the one thing that really, truly stands out today from you looking at taking it from the perspective when you were a younger child into your adulthood and looking at your beautiful mother every day, what is the one thing that stands out? when it comes to talking about overcoming confidence. There you go. She's, you know, uh, dad, my dad used to say she's the tallest person in the room, even though she's sitting. And why would he say that? Because she knows how to talk. The woman knows how to talk. (laughs) I will say that she has, (laughs) she, she, I mean, she could talk to a rock and get an answer. I I mean, (laughs) It, 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 let's just face it. <laughs> the, the, the fact is a fact. She could talk to a rock and get an answer. But that's she, why you get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> she just has that type of presence. I mean, you know, you either can go through your life feeling very sorry for the fact that I don't have the ability to walk with my legs or you can go through life going, I don't really give a crap that I don't have the use of my legs. I'm still go. I'm still a person and I can still go through my life and live it. I'm just going to have to adapt to the ways that most people are going to be able to use their legs. And I don't. And you know what? That's awesome. And here's something that leads me to my next question. 
Yes. Okay. What aspects of your mother's journey do you find to be the most amazing? Perseverance. And then my next question would be, what aspects of your journey in regarding your mom's disability do you find in yourself to be most and inspiring? Mm, I probably say same thing, perseverance. Okay. Perseverance, yeah. Okay. Give me a definition in your own words what you mean by person for yourself and what you see in your mom. Strength. She's very strong. She's shown a great deal of strength no matter what. Life brings a lot of bumps, whether they're high bumps, low bumps, mini bumps, or any type of, you know, goosebump. She manages to go ahead and just say, yeah, I'm going to roll over that kind of a thing. And she taught me, my brother and my sister to do the same, you know? Yeah. It's a hiccup in a road. Okay. You can either look at it, cry and you can cry about it, but there's a way for you to move on from it and not just say stuck. Outstanding. And let me ask you another question here. Yes, ma'am. What advice would you give to a child who are growing up with either parent or parents who has a disability? Just, just live the life. There's no difference. If your parents are both deaf, you learn, you learn to communicate in a way that they do. And you don't let anybody else say anything different to you. Um, if your parents are in a wheelchair, you know, we have a, we have a joke in the family all the time. You know, she'll say, oh, I'm going to get up and walk. And I'll be like, you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> so it's humor as well. You know, you gotta, you can't just look at it and be like, you can't feel pity. There is no pity. Pity is, you know, is not a thing in our lives and it shouldn't be anything for anybody else and living your life just because you don't have the use of your legs or your voice or your ears or your eyes or you know your fingers or whatever type of appendage that you have you you should still be able to live your life and go through it um you know and just love each other for the way that you are you know what rebecca i have to honestly say to you that you are a beautiful you are a beautiful daughter that is very supportive and truly loves your mom and your family i do i, I really do <laughs> yeah i know you do and i think that we need more of that every day i, I myself fall short in a lot of areas and and this has helped me to really look at how you know, I look at things and the way that I perceive things and, um, but your, um, your perspective that you have shared today has been, um, it's been, it's been outstanding. It really has. 
Um, and, you know, Rebecca, one of the things is, is that I look at it like, you know, no one knows what life has in store for any of us. It really doesn't. I mean, mom, mom was born without, you, you know, with, with lupus and I have some of it a, a little bit. And I also have ADHD and I've never, I've always been, when I was younger, I was trying to define the word normal. You can look it up in the dictionary and it's in there, but it doesn't really state what actually the word means. It's it, it normal can be anything. And for me, normal is she's in a wheelchair. That's, you know, that's it. There's that, that's normal. You know, I have a, I have ADHD. I, I, you know, sometimes I go squirrel and that's normal for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you know, so. but, and when you look at, at, it, it's it well when you look at normal as as an adjective, it it really cons it's conforming to a standard, yes, usual, typical, or expected. Uh, and it doesn't really like you state, you know, um, as far as giving the exact definition, it still says the same thing, conforming to a type of standard or regular pattern characterized by which is considered usual, typical, routine, or normal childhood. Uh, and, right. and exactly. I had a normal childhood. I got up in the morning. She made me, she made me breakfast. She made sure my hair was combed. She made sure that we were all showered, cleaned, and got us out the door with our lunches and everything else. That's right. And if you take it from the adjective, Something that is normal is usual, ordinary, and is what people expect. Yes. You expected your mom's love. Your mom expected your love. Yes. Was given freely. Yes. So there you go. So I think this would be a great way to end the podcast. Rebecca, you are so awesome. Let me tell you, I'm dancing around right now. You just don't see it. <laughs> with my tail sitting in the chair and I'm doing my fingers like this. It's dancing around. But on a serious <laughs> note, I wanted to share this with our audience. This conversation has, has uh, shed light on the unique experiences of Rebecca growing up with a parent who has a disability. It's a reminder of the resilience and adaptability of children and the profound impact of parents' strength and love. May this dialogue open more avenues for understanding and support for families navigating similar paths. Let's take these insights and foster an environment with empathy and empowerment. These questions aim to encourage thoughtful, in-depth discussions on both topics, providing your audience with a deeper understanding of the complex and personal experiences that we, as people with disabilities, may go through every day in our life. Sometimes people with disabilities, they may not be a conversationalist. They may not know how or want to express as Palma 
did with Rebecca in the classroom, because everybody is their own individual. And so with people with disabilities as myself, we're not asking for anything special. What we are asking for is that you look at us as, as you look at yourselves. We ask for respect as we want to give respect back. We ask that the education on disability doesn't become where it is to the point to where it is, I'm so sorry, woe is me, and mean accusations and thoughts that are shared amongst people with a disability. People with disabilities still have minds and they can think or they can talk. Maybe it's different. But it really boils down to one thing. We need to respect each other, disability or no disability. Yes. I've, I, you know, Rebecca, do you have any last words that you would like to share? Yeah, I, I think you pretty much summed that up. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> you think so? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, Rebecca, thank you so very, very much. Thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome. Um, and God bless you and have a beautiful day. You too as well. You have a wonderful day. All right. Bye, Rebecca. Bye.